Welcome to the Laivana podcast. I am Ivana, your host, life coach, and motivational blogger. I'm here to help you create your own version of a dream life. Each week, you'll hear mindset shifts and action steps that you can implement into your daily life to start living a life you're excited about. Are you ready to go all in on your dreams? Then let's get started. Hi everyone, in today's episode I'm interviewing Laura Langheinrich. Laura is a YouTuber and student entrepreneur and today we'll be talking all about creating your dream life, following through with your plans. She's also going to share some amazing productivity tips, her favorite spirituality routine and her study abroad experience. So get ready for some highly motivational content and let's get started. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the Laivana podcast. I'm excited to have you here today. Uh, hello. I'm so excited to be here. I love podcast interviews and I'm so excited that you are having me today. Yeah. So uh, let's talk a bit about your journey. Uh, feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. Yes. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Laura. I am a 21-year-old German small-town girl studying abroad in Scotland. It's really fun because, yeah, that's kind of the intro that I always use in my YouTube videos. So I feel like it has totally ingrained just in my brain. <laughs> but yeah, I am 21 years old. I am from Germany. And um, online, I have a YouTube channel all about my life abroad because four years ago, after I graduated from high school, I left Germany to move to Scotland to study here. I'm currently still here in Scotland and uh, I also studied abroad in Canada. I've done a lot of traveling solo as well. I started my own online business and yeah, that's what my YouTube channel is all about. And besides being content creator, I love doing yoga. <laughs> I work in social media I'm very into marketing and all of those fun things. And I study PR and I'm currently doing my last coursework ever because I'm graduating in summer. Well, technically, I am. We don't have graduation, but I'm going to do a very fancy online graduation. <laughs> so uh, what inspired you to leave Germany and uh, start studying abroad? I always knew that I wanted to go abroad. I just like growing up, I feel like I, I always wanted to do like something more than people around me. Like um, I come from a family. I love my family, by the way, but I come from a family of like average lives, right? Like no one, my family has ever lived abroad or started their own business. Like it's all very like um, small town, work your nine to five. Also, by the way, I'm not judging that at all, but I always knew that this wasn't the life that I wanted to live. And I always wanted to, you know, travel because also growing up, we didn't really travel that much and mostly stayed in Germany. So I feel like I just had that lust for traveling and going abroad. I actually had a friend who studied abroad in Scotland. So that's how I first heard of it because I had no idea that studying abroad in Scotland, you don't have to pay tuition fees as an EU student. So that made studying abroad kind of possible for me because before that, I always thought, oh my God, like studying abroad is just for like rich people, just for people with like insane grades. And I thought it was so unrealistic to study abroad because I also didn't really know anyone except for that guy. And it was last year of my school and I somehow started messaging with him again. And then I was like, hmm, why don't I try to apply for Scotland? Like, why not, right? What do I have to lose? So I didn't really expect to get in, to be honest. I just kind of applied. So I could tell myself I tried and I can sleep peacefully and not having the regret of, oh, I wish I tried. So I tried and I got in and it all went really fast. I guess I was really naive as well, which in that case was good because I did it and I wasn't too afraid. And I mean, I was still super scared, but 
Once I wasn't playing, I was like, oh yeah, it's just, you know, just gonna work. So that's kind of how it all came together. Yeah, it's a great message that you never know unless you try. Oh, totally. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So uh, how did your life change once you started studying abroad? I mean, with every semester, I have become like a completely different person. And I like to say that studying abroad is kind of like just personal growth, but like like times 10. It's so crazy how much you grow when, first of all, you're by yourself, but then you're also by yourself in a different country, in a different culture and different language. And like growing up, I was always very supported by my parents as well. So I never really had to do things by myself that much. So going to study abroad and having to do all of those things by myself, because even if my parents you know, knew, like, or could have helped me. Sometimes they didn't know because they don't live here. They have no idea about Scotland. Yeah, I mean, my life changed in so many ways because I have grown so much. And also, I think the biggest one as well is because I stepped outside my comfort zone once and I overcame my fears and I did something that I thought I couldn't do. I got, like, more confident to step outside my comfort zone again, right? To start my YouTube channel and after that to start my own business. And now to you know work for myself once I graduate from uni like I don't think I've ever I would have ever had the confidence or the trust within myself the courage to do that if I didn't study abroad in the first place and uh, what motivates you to get outside of your comfort zone because you've done you've done so many things you've started your youtube channel traveled alone started the mm. podcast now life coach training those are many things outside of your comfort zone so where do you find motivation and courage to do that I think kind of what I mentioned earlier it's I have this very deep fear of regret. That's like, I think my top fear in life. I just never want to look back on my life and think, oh, what if I did that? Or what if I tried harder? What if I could have done better? I just want to make most out of my life. And for me, because that's my, my dream life, I guess, that means, you know, living abroad and studying abroad and traveling and starting my own business. I think also the more because I've been getting so much into personal development as well over the past three years and really always asking myself, okay, what do I want? And also knowing that, you know, you can, like, if you focus on it, that's where you're going, right? So if you never even let yourself dream big, you're also never going to get there because you're not even aware of it, right? I think it's my fear of regret and that I never want to look back and think, oh, hmm, I wish I tried. So I'd rather try now and do it and feel uncomfortable for a while, but then be glad that I did it. So so now that you mentioned the dream life, how do you envision your dream life? Uh, what what time frame are we talking about? Because <laughs> all the time plan. Let's say in the next few years. Okay, let's just talk about like my next stage, I guess, in life. Because I am, I am in such a transformational stage right now. And it's so scary. And I'm going through all the emotions every day. And it's a whole thing. <laughs> like I'm not always that positive. Like, let me tell you, I also like lay in bed and I cry. But my dream life in terms of like, let's say one year from now is I work full-time from my laptop. I'm traveling. I'm being a digital nomad together with my partner. So we move around. We um, live in different places for a few months there, for a few months here. And yeah, I am working with incredible people. I am building my brand. My YouTube channel has surpassed, I don't know, 20,000 subscribers maybe. I get brand deals. I have like a really successful membership with like over like a hundred members and I have like 
girls from all around the world who are coming together through my community and I know that I make an impact every day because I realize that such a big part of like what makes me like happy is having like impact in people's lives and feeling like what I say does something so that's a big part of my dream life is to not only live my own dream life, but also help others to step outside their comfort zone and live their dream life. Since you have now mentioned that uh, you want to have a membership and all those th different things, I'm interested mm -hmm. to know how do you make time for all those things now, all those yeah. projects that you're working on and your college and everything. How do you yeah. make time for those things? Oh my God, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. I am very very obsessed with my calendar and productivity and efficiency and I have to make a little disclaimer here because I know that it's often glamorized to be doing so many things and I do think like if you want to start a business whilst you're in uni or you want to start a YouTube channel and you want to do a lot of things then you should do it because that's why you're here that's you know why you have those dreams because you're meant to do them right and your message needs to be heard, be heard. like I'm totally like encouraging that but I'm also saying that I am often overwhelmed and especially right now in lockdown that I could be technically working 24-7 I feel I have a hard time to not work and I feel guilty for not being productive not being efficient so it also kind of has like a negative side of that but how I make time for all of the things is just prioritizing honestly I am not someone to sit around and procrastinate if I have something like if I have my day right I know like in the like I always have like when I wake up in the morning, I know how my day is going to look like. That's very important to me. So I usually plan my week roughly in the beginning of the week or well, usually on Sunday. And then every like the night before I plan the next day and I time block in my calendar. So I always know like I limit my time because there's this rule and which I, I can't remember the name of it. But it's basically that the time you give yourself for a task that's the time you're going to need for it. So if you say, oh, I have like, you know, deadline, it's like two weeks away, you are going to take two weeks. But if the deadline was tomorrow, you would be getting it done. If you work and if you do something, be there. And if you can't concentrate, then do something else. Make sure you get like into the flow, into alignment. That's why I'm a big fan of journaling and yoga and visualizing meditation, doing exercise, eating well everything to get you as productive and as efficient as possible. And I think as well that what's basis of this is always having like a vision and knowing why you do the things. Because if you don't have that like internal motivation, that internal drive, then it's going to be so hard for you to get things done and get things done efficiently. Because obviously we want to procrastinate, right? If we don't know how to do things, or if we are afraid of failing, or if we feel like it makes no sense to do the thing, obviously we're not productive, right? Like I have to say, I have been struggling a bit with getting my uni coursework done because I'm like, man, I'm going to like work for myself. So I'd rather work for clients and I'd rather look for new clients and I'd rather grow my YouTube channel, then do uni stuff. Obviously, I'm still going to do uni stuff because I want to graduate. I think it has a lot to do with self-discipline. Obviously, there are a lot of tools and tricks and stuff for time management, but it's this underlying making sure that what you do helps you to get to your dream life and it's not just random because if then you're not motivated, then yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because there is no really a reason for you to do it. Yeah, I love that. Having your bigger vision and working towards that. Yeah, so important. And uh, since you mentioned overwhelm and uh, burnout, it 
it's quite easy to get overwhelmed when, especially when you're working for yourself and your own, you're yeah. your own boss and you put all these expectations on yourself. So how do you deal with that? It's a whole thing. It's a whole process. And I honestly, if you're like listening right now and you are, especially right now, I feel like especially now we are all faced with if what we're doing actually matters and if what we're doing actually is what we want to spend our life doing and I feel like as soon as you notice that oh there's something off but you still force yourself to do it that's when you get burned out like I notice when I do things that light me up where I'm so excited like my YouTube my business all of those things I don't get burned out but I remember like a year ago I was working um, in an internship I was working in a social media agency and while it's all cool it just wasn't my thing like working for six hours on a desk is just not my thing period so <laughs> although it was only six hours that I was working there it felt like I was working there for 12 hours a day I felt so burned out so awful and I do get it as well that not everyone right now is in a position to do fun things all the time it does take a while obviously to transition into maybe a different job or a different lifestyle like it always takes a while like you can't just say oh I'm done with this and boom it's like changing yeah that's in terms of burnout I think burnout is always a sign that you are forcing yourself and that you're not listening to yourself. I have recently experienced that. I wouldn't say I'm like burned out, but I do realize that my, my energy is much lower and I can't work as much as I usually do. And I have to take a lot more time off and like I need to like rest more. I, I feel like I don't have as much energy. So it's about like really tuning into your body and becoming aware of the signals. Like I notice that I've been working too much when I get a headache. And sometimes I have this, like if I look at the clock, for example, and it's like, I don't know, like four and I have a headache, my ego would say, oh, it's only four. You can't stop working now. Do one more hour, do two more hours. Then you're allowed to, you know, take time off. However, and then sometimes I do that. And then I stop working at six and I'm like dead. I'm like, I can't do it anymore. It's awful. Like it would have been much more beneficial to like at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. to say, okay, I'm going to chill for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, go on a walk or just take a nap. And then if I feel like it, continue doing the work. Because if you work when you feel like shit, it's not going to create great results anyway. In terms of overwhelm and feeling stressed, I mean, I like, I cry every day right now. Like it's, it's a whole thing, which is so weird because I'm not usually like that. But I think a lot of us are kind of um, facing all of the emotions that we usually can push away by, um, you know, going out and going to nice coffee shops and traveling and kind of balancing the negative emotions that come from some of the things we have inside. But right now we're stuck at home and you know there isn't really a lot to distract ourselves with so I can't I unfortunately can't give a solution because I'm still struggling with it but yeah that's kind of what I can say yeah it's definitely a challenge for all of us mm. since you still do a lot of work uh, from home how do you keep yourself disciplined in a way that you mentioned that you have your google calendar you plan it all out and uh, what keeps you disciplined to actually follow through with those plans I think it's and that's maybe, again, it's a bit probably also toxic. I'm very aware that, yes, I'm super driven and ambitious, but that can also sometimes get overboard where I'm like super hard on myself. But honestly, I think what's driving me a lot to do the things is at the end of the day, I will feel absolutely crap if I don't keep my own promises. Like if I don't stick to my own rules, I'm going to feel super disappointed. 
right? Like that's when it, so for example, when I have like in my, uh, let's take uni, cause like right now doing coursework, I'm like, oh my God, so much willpower. But if I look into my calendar and know, I know, okay, in the morning I will do three hours of uni work. Most of the mornings, I do not feel like doing three hours of uni work, but then I think, hmm, if I don't do it now and I do something else, how am I going to feel after? I am going to probably feel guilty. I will feel disappointed with myself. Even if I do something else, I probably can't focus on it because it's constantly in my mind that, oh my God, I still need to do uni and oh my God, I should be doing uni right now. So I think a good question to ask yourself is, how am I going to feel after this? And am I going to feel better or worse if I don't do it? And some days I will feel better if I don't do uni because I just need to take a day off right? But most of the times it's us being not sure, you know, what, what exactly to do. That's like, if there's unclarity or if you're not clear on the next action steps with whatever you're doing, that's going to make you procrastinate. Or if you're afraid to fail, that's going to make you procrastinate. So thinking about, okay, why do I actually not want to do it? And then thinking, hmm, is this a valid excuse right now? Or is that just me procrastinating? So yeah, I think that's, that's actually what, what really drives me to stick to my time plan is, if I don't stick to it, I'm going to be very disappointed with myself. And I'd rather go to bed at the end of the day feeling accomplished and proud. Yeah. But again, that sometimes also leads towards when I do not stick to my time plan, then I also feel quite shit about myself, which I have to change and I have to work on. So everything is like work in progress. It's such a good advice to check in with yourself and ask yourself, how are you going to feel at the end of the day regarding your yeah. productivity? Yeah, totally. As a content creator, you create content on YouTube, on your podcast, you send out newsletters and all of that. So uh, what's your priority? What do you focus on when you're creating content? Do you focus mm -hmm. on what your audience wants, on strategy, or what actually are you the most passionate about? Ah, oh, that's such a good, uh, it's such a good idea. That's such a good question. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's such a good question. I actually have to think. I That's actually also something I wouldn't say I'm struggling with, but I think as a content creator, it is really hard to to balance those things. Like I, I'm very obsessed with my audience. I'm total creep. <laughs> like I'm constantly like messaging people. Like I'm like asking like, oh my God, like what are you struggling with right now? And oh my God, like um, what do you want to see? And all the things. Cause I just, I think like as a content creator, your audience is your asset without, I mean, obviously I love creating content for the sake of creating content, but the reason why I get so much fulfillment from it is because I know it's heard. So as a content creator, obviously you are creating uh, content for your audience. So you should always have a pulse on like what your audience is wanting. On the other hand, you also have to balance that with what you are really passionate about creating. So usually also when, when you're lucky or when you kind of attract the right audience, usually it aligns, right? It's like what you're passionate about, you share that so people are attracted to you. However, I do also sometimes, like for my YouTube channel, for example, right? I know that videos that are like vlogs or study abroad advice videos, they're probably going to perform best on my, con uh, on my channel, right? And I know that videos like, I don't know, like uh, Sunday routines that I recently made or other more lifestyle videos like journaling videos, I know that they don't perform as well. However, I'm still so passionate about it. So what I do is I, because I still want to grow, obviously, my brand. So I do make sure that it's kind of a mix. So let's say like um, out of like uh, four videos, 
you know, two of them are going to be videos that I know are going to perform well, right? They're in my niche. They are um, what people want to see. And then one video is maybe going to be like an average one where I'm like, yeah, it might perform well, it might not. And then one video is just total passion project. Like whatever I want to create, I'm going to create that. So yeah, I think like I always have a big list of video ideas that people request. And if I plan my videos, I go back to that list. And sometimes I feel very passionate about a few topics. So that's perfect. And sometimes I'm like, no, I don't really feel like anything of that sort. And I want to create a completely different video. So I think it's balancing that because your audience can also tell if you create something just for the sake of creating. And I actually find that the times when I feel most excited to create is actually when my videos do the best. Because people can just sense the vibe of you. I love how you balance that out. And I also noticed how you are engaged with your audience and that you have, that you really value your audience on your YouTube. You're always yeah. uh, engaging in comments. Yeah. It's, it's honestly so important. And like I kind of, so if you want to like grow as a content creator or a brand, you know, as I said, like your audience is your asset. <laughs> you are doing that to create an audience. So you must be grateful and show gratitude for people watching and people engaging. Even if in the beginning, like one person watches, like it does not matter. If you don't value that one person, that one person will not go to their friends and tell them like, oh my God, I found this new content creator. And like she or he or whatever, like they, we talk in the comments and it's so fun and they're actually caring. Like people notice that because a lot of big content creators can't do that they can't respond to every comment but if you're just starting out or if you're small you can and you should leverage that because people want to be valued people want to be heard people want to be like understood right and if you can give them the feeling or if you can make them feel heard and feel listened to um, I mean they take time they take time out of their day to watch your content and to type a comment like I I don't know about you but I only comment on stuff that I think is really, really, really great. So if someone comments on your stuff, then that's amazing. And you should be grateful and also use that. Like I listened to, by the way, in terms of like marketing, what I can highly recommend is, a, or who I can highly recommend is Angie Lee. She's a marketing coach and she has a podcast called The Angie Lee Show. And also she's on Instagram. She's also the same. She's like so engaged with her audience. What she says is, you know, when you are like in real life and someone makes you a compliment, you wouldn't just say thanks or you wouldn't just not even acknowledge it. You would say, oh, thank you so much. Like, uh, I also love what like, you know, the way you look, like where's that lipstick from and tell me and blah, blah, blah. You would engage. And it's so important if you want to build like actual connection to also do that online. Like don't take people for granted when they watch your content. Another thing that I noticed that you're passionate about is spirituality. Even when you were talking about your idea of your dream life, you were talking in present tense, which is kind of like law of attraction, <laughs> <laughs> affirmations. Oh, absolutely. Like <laughs> yeah, all those practices that you do, you know, oracle cards, meditation, vision boards, all of those things. How did those things change your life? Definitely. I mean, it's totally like a self-care practice, like it just is very fun and very like positive and inspiring. But I think it, it's like a time to check in with yourself and to kind of empower yourself, right? Like, especially with Oracle cards, I know, or tarot, like people are like, oh, that's like bullshit. That's like, it doesn't work. It's not magic. Like that doesn't exist. Honestly, I don't care if the Oracle cards are correct or not. 
I care that I sit down, I take time and I think, you know, I, I pull a card and I see the interpretation and I'm like, hmm, is that applying to my life right now? How is that applying to my life right now? And same with vision boards. I don't think that if I print out a picture of a girl on a laptop that I'm going to be boom, like a entrepreneur, like definitely not, but it reminds you of what is already inside. And I think that's the same with like tarot and oracle cards and all of those things, spirituality in general. It's like um, you resonate with things because it's kind of like getting in touch with what is already inside you and what you already believe. And it kind of brings that out. So yeah, this totally changed my life because I, that's the, like, I get so much more in touch with myself and what I want and what I value. Um, it, yeah, especially vision boards and journaling and all of that. It's constantly reminding myself why I do what I do, whether what I do right now is in alignment, because obviously your vision, like my vision is like constantly changing. And if I wouldn't be reflecting regularly, I would just get caught up in doing and then one day end up somewhere completely different and be like, how did I get there? Right. So those practices really help me to get into the now and see how is what I'm doing benefiting my future. Mm -hmm. And uh, how would you describe your spiritual routine, your favorite rituals and stuff like that? Well, I mean, what I do on the daily is yoga. I do yoga with Adrian videos or I do my own flows. But right now, just to keep myself accountable and to actually do yoga every day for a period of time, I love doing the yoga with Adrian 30 day yoga challenges. They're all free on YouTube. I've done like every yoga challenge that she like it's amazing. I'm currently on the last one, actually. Yoga, because it is obviously a form of movement. So it makes just my body feel really good. I love stretching. I love I hate every other form of exercise, but yoga is good yoga I love even do some push-ups in yoga I'm like yeah those are muscles like they're growing <laughs> yeah love yoga for movement reasons but also because I feel like I can get like energy out and I can get into my body and chill and calm down I love visualization it's kind of like uh, it's I think visualization is really good base for journaling or the other way around. Like I think journaling and visualization together, it's really good. Like if you have problems coming up with things to journal about, like visualizing is great. Or if you have problems visualizing stuff, then journal. Like obviously really depends on like type of learner that you are. Yeah. So yoga, visualizing slash meditation. Also my partner and I, we have been doing headspace meditation, which I haven't been into meditation that much. I'm more like a visualizing person, but meditation is really nice to also get in the present and to calm down which is very important to chill sometimes as well like I need to chill more and journaling I think yoga and journaling those are like those are like what keep me like sane um yeah because with journaling you can journal about like anything and anything you're struggling with your journal and your yoga mat they're always there for you yeah <laughs> I love journaling and becoming aware of your struggles and finding solutions and all those things journaling definitely yeah. helps yeah totally because you're like I always say, like, um, you are your best coach. Like, totally. I believe in coaching and in mentoring and then following people's advice. And you also mostly know the answer yourself. You're just not aware or you don't want to admit it to yourself. So uh, what advice would you give to our listeners who have this idea of a dream life, but they are afraid of failure or of that might not work out and stuff like that? What advice would you give them? Kind of what I already mentioned in terms of regret, especially when they're afraid of uh, fear like, or they're afraid of failure. 
what would you regret more trying and failing or not trying and maybe not failing but then always asking yourself oh what if like what if i tried right your fear of regret needs to be stronger than your fear of failure and also i think in terms of failure it's like cool you fail first of all you could try again if it's really the thing you want to do and second of all even if if you notice like maybe you know that whole business stuff isn't my thing well then you still learn something you can't just spend like That's a huge thing when I started my YouTube channel because for so many years I wanted to start my YouTube channel and I was afraid, oh my God, no one's going to watch and people are going to make fun of me and blah, blah, blah. And then I realized like I can't have other people hold me back from doing things because they are not going to sit there when I'm like 80 and regretting that I didn't do it. Like they are going to do their own life, right? <laughs> I am here and I, it's my responsibility to do my life and to make sure that I'm not going to end up regretting not doing things. So yeah, if you're afraid to, to step outside your comfort zone to pursue your dream life and to do what's necessary, then ask yourself, okay, well, if I don't try, am I going to regret this? And if the answer is yeah, then you better try at least because then you can always say okay well I tried it's fine I did my best if it didn't work out then you can't really change anything about it right but what you can change always is like you trying and you taking action so uh, what are you currently working on do you have any projects that oh, you're yes. working on and um, well I mean besides my last coursework which uh yeah it's going it's going well I have like one more week left of coursework and then I'm done which oh my god I'm gonna be so excited but No, what I'm currently working on is launching my membership site, Girls Abroad. I was thinking for a very long time what kind of product I want to launch because last year I launched my Girls Study Abroad ebook, which is like a step-by-step -step guide to studying abroad. So because I get the same questions of how do I find accommodation? How do I pay for study abroad? Um, oh my God, I'm, I'm homesick. How do I overcome homesickness? How do I find a part-time job abroad? I got all those questions over and over again. So I put everything I know, all the answers into one ebook. And, you know, if people ask me questions now, I can either refer them to my YouTube channel, so my free YouTube videos, or if they want more in-depth and complete answers, they can grab the ebook. However, I also really wanted to create like a community space that is kind of like my free Facebook group, Girls Study Abroad, um, but it's more action-focused. So it's more like me also kind of participating in it because Girl Study Abroad, the Facebook group is not about me. It's like, yeah, I created the space for the girls, but I really wanted to, you know, have a place where I can really engage with my community and um, work with them and celebrate their wins and just creating like a more sisterhood type of community, like really close community. So that's my vision for Girls Abroad. It's an online community for girls on their journey abroad. So I also want to make it more broad than just um, study abroad. So it can be anyone, like any girl who wants to move abroad. So, you know, doing an internship abroad or volunteering or work and travel, becoming a digital nomad, anything that is outside your comfort zone, this is the membership for them. And so, yeah, I'm currently working on that. I opened my wait list so people can get notified when the membership opens. 
and um, I'm also doing a lot of market research. So I've been like reaching out to so many people and asking them, what are you currently struggling with? What's your number one struggle with moving abroad? And I did so many polls already on my like Instagram stories on like to find out like, where is my audience? Are they thinking of moving abroad? Are they moving abroad or have they already moved abroad? So yeah, and then I am gonna slowly start putting together the landing page come up with like a cool challenge to get people really excited and also um, to obviously funnel them then into my offer yeah and i'm hopefully gonna launch the membership maybe in like june i could imagine so like throughout the rest of may i'm gonna promote and then maybe in the beginning of june i'm gonna do like a cool challenge that has something to do with life outside your comfort zone live your best life abroad and then see if people want to join the membership yeah that's what i'm currently working on it's really fun because i've never done a membership before so it's a lot to learn yeah sounds like a great idea to connect people i'm really excited yeah yeah oh, totally yeah because i feel like especially in times like now like we need community more than ever because we are literally isolated <laughs> So we need places to commun uh, communicate, connect, and to feel that we are not alone. And that's a big thing, right? Because people comment on my videos all the time. Like, I'm so glad that you said that because I thought I was alone in this, but now I feel less alone because you're also going through this, right? And I think especially when we go abroad, you know, on social media, it's so fake and it's so highlight reel. And oh my God, I'm doing this like amazing thing abroad. And it's like all so great and blah, blah, blah. Like I even look at my own Instagram feed and think that. But there's so much behind the scenes. I think it's so important to help girls and to empower them along the whole journey so they don't feel alone. And they can also make most of their experience abroad and again, make most of their life. Cause that's, I feel like kind of my motto is like make most of everything and yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited. And uh, lastly, I have a few rapid fire questions for you. So first, uh, what's Ooh. your favorite place you travel to? Scotland. <laughs> Scotland. Yeah. Highlands. Uh, what's the one thing you have always wanted to do? Oh, super, oh, this is too big. This is like too stereotypical, but I would have said like skydiving, but it's like so stereotypical. Maybe now it's uh, doing my yoga teacher training in India. Mm, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the best advice that you ever received? Um, I think that <laughs> so actually last summer, my one of my best friends, because I was constantly, you know, I'm very future focused, but sometimes again, that gets overboard and I'm like really living in the future and not truly enjoying the present. And she said, well, but Laura, the present isn't too bad, is it? Like the now is amazing. Yes, the future is going to be amazing, but now is amazing. So maybe the advice that now is actually quite good. So you can enjoy it. You can enjoy the now and you can be very happy. Even if you think you could be better, right now is good. Yeah, there's always something good in the present moment. Yeah, definitely. And uh, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, so my YouTube channel is just Laura Langhenrich, which uh, you're probably going to link in the show notes because no one knows how to spell my surname. <laughs> or just typing girls study abroad on youtube or also on facebook you can join our free facebook community where over a thousand two hundred or even a thousand three hundred girls from all around the world which is crazy i'm also on instagram at laura underscore langhenrich where you can see like see my everyday randomness on instagram stories i always share what like when i bake bread or what i'm working on uh, some random stuff yeah those are probably the places where i hang out most my facebook group my instagram and youtube oh and i also have a podcast it's called driven by curiosity which i haven't posted on 
quite a while consistently, but there are like over 110 episodes or something. So you do have some stuff to listen to until I get back into it consistently yeah. again. I will link all of that down below. Thank you so much, Laura, for joining me on this episode. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Your questions were great. And yeah, thank you to everyone who listened. You just finished listening to an episode on the Laivana podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it over on Instagram. I'd really appreciate it. And if you'd like even more tips and action steps to start creating the life of your dreams, head over to my blog, laivana.com and binge on all the motivational content. Thank you for listening to this episode. Have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon.